Forecasting Your Future Health. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Rosalind Picard, professor at the MIT Media Lab, co-founder of Effectiva, and co-founder and chief scientist and chairman of Empatica. Welcome, Dr. Picard. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So tell us the mission, if you will, of Empatica, and why did you start the company? Our, our mission is to improve people's health, building wearables and AI analytics that, that really do help make their lives better. When Empatica started, I, actually it was my second attempt trying to start a company that would do this. Uh, the idea was to get a wearable out that would help first people who were having uh, the number one cause of uh, uh, death actually and and epilepsy uh, of, and that was to to detect seizures um, that could be life-threatening and to bring somebody there at the time that they would need them. Uh, this was a mission that started when I was working on something entirely different. I was trying to build wearables that understood people's stress and especially could help communicate stress for people who have atypical ways of communicating, who maybe are nonverbal or minimally verbal and they're usually being misunderstood. This happens a lot with people with autism or who are otherwise non-speaking. So we built a wearable that would read out uh, if their stress level, their autonomic sympathetic fight or flight response was climbing, um, if they were about to erupt, uh, or if something in their environment, nice music or friendly person or whatever, you know, is making it uh, go down. And then they could be better understood. So yeah, explain more of that, if you will. How does your wearable work and what kind of data do you track? The, uh, the wearables we built are a little different than what's usually out there. In addition to the movement and temperature and heart rate information that's pretty common now in, in high-end uh, consumer wearables, uh, we build all that and we build it at medical quality and we add uh, electrodermal activity, which uh, is a little less well-known. There's an old term called galvanic skin response that there was some work done uh, hundreds of years ago, uh, more than hundred years ago on. And there's also been some really bad work under that name. So the scientists usually call it electrodermal activity. And this is the phenomenon where your skin uh, becomes more conductive when you uh, sweat really just below the surface of the skin, you actually don't have to feel sweaty on the surface, but if you are sweaty, uh, the conductance will go up. So we measure that continuously. And it turns out that that data is a lot more interesting than just sweat data or general arousal or stress data. How does machine learning and AI help with the prediction? The machine learning in AR, or just the machine learning, is really important for integrating uh, the patterns of the electrodermal activity, the motion, the temperature, uh, and the PPG, photoplethysmography, that we use to extract the heart rate and heart rate variability. Uh, and we combine all of those uh, and look at that data over time. And those patterns are reflective of a lot of changes in state. For example, we can tell different aspects of your sleep stage. We see patterns uh, not only related to whether you're having a, one kind of seizure or another kind of seizure, uh, but also some patterns that relate to whether you're likely to be sick tomorrow or whether tomorrow you're likely to be calm and happy uh, or stressed and you know more sad. Where are you in the development and validation, if you will, stages? 
we've come a long way. We've uh, so we is I've got two teams I'm talking about here. There's my team at MIT where we've started off forecasting tomorrow's mood and stress and health and team at Empatica that has commercialized uh, actually two devices I'm wearing right now that are, are really beautiful. Uh, this is Empatica Embrace, which has been on the market for years. It's out there right now, not only telling time and measuring steps and sleep, but also giving personalized alerts when people have a generalized tonic-clonic or grand mal seizure. So it can bring somebody to you, uh, summon your caregiver list, um, and that's really important. You do not want to be alone when you have one of those kind of seizures. Uh, you want somebody to be there to check on you afterwards because it can be life-threatening in the minutes afterwards. Uh, and the accident rate and death rate is believed to be significantly impacted if somebody's there for you. Uh, so this is out on the market, cleared by FDA uh, right now. It's also used in a lot of clinical trials. Uh, this is not really on the market yet. It's coming soon. Um, Empatica has been developing this Embrace Plus with NASA actually NASA Trish, uh, originally to go to the, when we finally send a human to Mars, uh, this has been designed with NASA Trish and their specs uh, to have what they're gonna need medically, physiologically uh, to understand and monitor continuously their state. And it can run the AI on board and do personalized alerts. Uh, and it's first use uh, right now in testing is being used for assessing if you might be having a viral infection uh, you know, if you're at high risk of that. Speaking of telling time and counting steps, how are your devices different from fitness trackers and consumer wearables? There's a big difference between a consumer device that you can load a lot of apps on and it might suddenly be updating one of them when you're having a grand mal seizure, right? Not good timing. Uh, and a medical device where its number one priority is to take care of your medical needs, right? Not just to draw cute little butterflies or, or you know, look like a gee whizzy design or something. Uh, that's nice. We want that on things we wear. I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying that if you have a real medical need, you're really concerned about uh, carrying an infection to somebody or having a seizure or having a psychiatric event or something. Um, then you might want a medical device that is. Uh, it goes through a lot of extra testing. FDA puts it through not only uh, biocompatibility tests and, and all these other uh, tests that like protect it if you drop it, and but all kinds of things that might interfere with its performance get checked also. And FDA doesn't want those things in there if your algorithm is going to claim to do a certain thing. So it's got a lot more testing, a lot more safeguards, a lot more quality, usually a lot more quality components, uh, not trying to save money on those uh, cheap little accelerometers. You know, you got to have... Um, ones that you can rely on. What are some of the next steps for your device and what timeline do you expect to follow? Yeah, the, well, the, at uh, Empatica, we're, you know, still a small company. So we're taking, you know, one step at a time, trying to do everything with highest medical quality, get FDA clearance. Uh, right now, our focus is on getting more data around the viral infection forecasting and uh, deploying devices where people are doing remote monitoring of the uh, physiological signs as well. So we have devices out there when people want to be monitored at home, uh, devices for healthcare workers and educators and people where you're really concerned that uh, like you're symptom-free 
but you really want to make sure you're well, because you might be going in to work with somebody for whom it would be a lot more dangerous if they got a viral infection. So we need a really high, um, what's called negative predictive value, uh, where if it says that you're well, you probably really are well, 0.99 <laughs> with our device. Uh, and if it says that you, uh, that you're high risk, you know, right now we're like 0.95 with that sensitivity. If you really are uh, sick with a PCR, a, you know, gold standard swab um, up your nose. Uh, and if that says that you've really got a viral infection, our device right now, 0.95, that it's going to say that you have. And we can tune these points a little bit differently, but our job is to try to tune these and get these right so that they are really useful for people who need to know that information. You know, should I get a test or am I likely to be safe to visit grandma? Dr. Rosalind Picard, professor at the MIT Media Lab, co-founder of Effectiva and co-founder, chief scientist and chairman of Empatica. Rosalind, if somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want to find out more about your work or this technology, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, they, they can find out about this technology at Empatica.com. That's with an E. Uh, it's Italian for empathetic. Uh, and they can find out more about me at media.mit.edu or on my Twitter account or LinkedIn. Sounds great. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here or on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.